Hello everyone and welcome to When Life Gives You Lemons, our wee podcast about tackling and coping with some of life's challenges, hosted by me, Jenny McIntyre, and founder of Let's, Michael Byrne. Hi there everyone, my name is Michael Byrne and uh, I'm with Jenny, uh, founder of Training First Safety. Uh, and together we are both going to talk this afternoon about how to look after your mental health during this period of isolation and lockdown and so on. It's, it's happening just now and it's an unprecedented time. Um, so, Jenny, how are you? I'm not too bad. Um, trying to find a bit of a routine in this new life that we that we now have. How about yourself? Yeah, it's unprecedented, isn't it? I think that we're all, uh, I think we're about to approach the stage where the novelty uh, has worn off for us Absolutely. all. And for me, I think that that's likely to be the, the precipice for a lot of people where the reality of, you know, being stuck at home and the challenges that that has for you uh, is about to hit hard with a lot of people over the, certainly in the next week or two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even from my own point of view, I'm thinking, hey, hey, there's time for some, some deep cleaning going on here, but um, I've now run out of that. So it's kind of like, right, what are we going to do for the next, however long this is going to last? Um, so... We'll see, and that's that's the thing as well as we don't know how long it's going to last. So you have to be ready for for it all. Absolutely, I think when uh, the prime minister said, you know, maybe ten days ago or whenever it was that this would be for three weeks, and we'll have broken the back of it for three weeks. Is now, without being a criticism of the prime minister, is perhaps not what the reality will be. And I think that fairly soon uh, they will likely to announce that the current situation will need to be extended past. Um, the three weeks, and I think that that's going to be a problem for people because you'll know yourself, Jenny, and, and everyone listening, that when you when you have a target in your head and you think, oh, I'll just get to you know, the middle of April and everything will be okay, and then you get to the middle of April and then someone says, oh, no, but we're going to have to extend this a wee bit. Um, you're deflated and you're struggling a wee bit with that, and it's about resetting your mind to, to meet the next challenge, and I think that will be difficult for a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, and in more ways than one, it'll be kind of mentally, financially, um, loads of things kind of going through people's minds just now, I would think. Yeah, definitely. As I said, I think all the measures that the government put in place a couple of weeks ago, I think, particularly for self-employed and limited companies, uh, small businesses where the financial assistance may not be available until June, uh, as, as, as rightly so, it's going to be problematic for, for a lot of people. So, there are challenges there, but you know, I, I look at it in a positive way that all of these things are opportunities for us all to be in a situation where none of us have ever been in before. And it's an opportunity to challenge yourself, but come out of it thriving uh, with some measures that you know we both chat about um, today. So I think that positive mindset is, is going to be one of the contributing factors to get through all of this. Yeah, definitely. I think even in this, I mean, we've only been in it not even a week and a half yet, but one thing that kind of jumps out in my head is I've never felt so close to people, even though I'm so far away, um, in the sense that you're keeping in touch with family all the time, you're keeping in touch with friends all the time, you're doing this, that and the other. So in a way, every cloud kind of has a, a silver lining and you've got to kind of look for that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think that we're all finding new and different ways to communicate with people that we perhaps haven't had the best relationship with. And I mean that in the most positive way. Um, 
that you may be connecting with people who you've maybe not spent so much time with in the past and thinking, oh, I want to reconnect with them. And I think that you're right, the silver line, and there are many good things. I know there are devastating things going on just now, but I think there will be many good things that actually come out of this whole process that as a community or as a race or whatever, or as individual human beings, we may start to think of things differently and how we live our lives and and a few other things, you know, that's individual to each person. But I don't think that could be a bad thing. I know there'll be... No personal traumas and all of that but um you know maybe a reset button you know metaphorically maybe isn't such a bad thing in some context you know yeah absolutely and my goal for the next however many weeks or months this goes on for is to come out the other end of it kind of a better person in terms of going to push myself to learn and make sure I'm getting that fresh air and staying connected with family and friends and everything like that so it's it's trying to take those positives and and help yourself and others Absolutely, it's like the world's biggest New Year's resolution, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of so. feels like you know, and you've got that Christmas Eve, sorry, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day feeling where you think, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Now everything, now I think that most people really will be held accountable for their actions going exactly. forward. Now. And it's funny that you say that because actually before it was kind of announced that we were going into a bit of a a stricter lockdown, I kind of felt like every day was was Christmas Eve, but but in a really bad way so you were you were just yeah. waiting for something to happen but you just weren't sure what it was um so yeah as it's the world's largest new year's resolution and i've had that you know conversation with a few clients and stuff like that and it really is all about mindset if you believe that you're you know your mindset is that you're stuck in the house that you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do that you're gonna have a struggle with this because yeah. you're going feel imprisoned you're going to feel that you're encapsulated in your world and you have no control over it mm-hmm. but how liberating is it when you actually think you know just as we've said that you know I don't feel restricted okay yeah, there are things I can't go out I can't do these things but actually I have a fantastic opportunity to do all of these other things and I think it was Nelson Mandela said something along the lines of when he was in prison for 27 years they couldn't imprison my brain yeah you know so I think as long as you think with your mind and think sensibly about the situation you're in and seek the opportunities for, you know, personal advancement or, you know, development and so on, then it won't feel like, um, you know, it's this cataclysmic imprisonment for everyone. But I think, as I said uh, a couple of months ago, the reality will be in a couple of weeks' time when, you know, I think that we may well announce that this lockdown continues on past, the, the you know, the potential three weeks that it had. And I think it's about gearing up for that mindset and helping people through that period in time because this is unprecedented for for a lot of people you know yeah and I think as well it's okay I know and it's like the the cliche saying but it's it's okay not to be okay and there's going to be at times where um it's maybe all a bit overwhelming you're feeling down scared fearing worried um but that's okay and I suppose at the end of it it's how how you kind of act on that is what's going to be the important thing De- definitely. I, I, I was saying um, to someone last night, you know, I've, I've had a lot of traumatic events in my life and, um, you know, they have absolutely been great preparation for this. And, uh, you know, I rather jovially said, you know, one of, you know, I survived the Clutter disaster um, where, you know, unfortunately 10 people passed away. Um, so surviving a Clutter disaster and the mindset that I had after that when I went into a, a mental health breakdown, um this feels really easy compared to that because it's all relative and I appreciate that, you know, not everyone will have that mindset and it is yeah. all relative for people, but 
going through a lot of those traumatic events and obviously setting up my own business, which, you know, geared towards changing mental health culture within workplaces and mental health training and so on. Coming from that lived experience, um, we are ideally placed in the same yourself to actually help people through this unprecedented time. Whilst yep. we don't have experience of a lockdown like this, when you're struggling with your mental health, you are in a lockdown by your mind. Your mind is locked you in. Definitely. So this is a physical lockdown, but we'll get through it with the mental strength that we have. And obviously we've got experience of that um, with Let's, but... Um, and it's just some of those lessons that maybe we could talk about today, if that, if you're up for that. Yes, absolutely. You've put a wee kind of um, list together of how we can all get through through this unprecedented <laughs> yes, time. It's not a. It's just a list of you know. It's maybe just some general points. You know, sure. I don't really want to go into too deep with what we do and let's and so on because that's really a, a addressed towards whatever the individual needs of the person is once we get into that but yeah i've kind of got a list here for some people they might sound blatantly obvious but they do help so the first one i've got uh, is really just obvious but it's get up and get dressed yeah absolutely. in the morning set your alarm uh, if, particularly if you're working from home and you're doing that is get up at roughly the same time set your alarm get up make your bed i know that sounds obvious but make your bed Get in the shower and get dressed and be prepared if you are going to work, you know, if you're working from home. And that sounds really simple and it sounds really obvious, but see, when you don't do that, it becomes a slippery slope because then you may kick about in your loungewear. Your mental attitude then becomes, why should I bother? Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, routine is like the key. And I know for myself, when, when I feel like my life is routined, I feel like it's in control and I'm in control of it. And that's a, it's a nicer feeling than kind of obviously feeling out of control. So definitely have your alarm set for for normalish time and and up and ready. Um, and it, I, as you say, it's it's something that's obvious and it's staring you in the face. But maybe not everybody will see that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a wee bit like you know, uh, you know, as if we're saying about New Year's resolutions. Everyone after a Christmas New Year break wants to get back to work. Right. You generally have enough by then, you know, if you have a two-week break over Christmas or whatever field you're in, by the end of that, you know, 10 days in it, you're, you're thinking, do you know what, I've kind of had enough of this routine where I, I wake up when I want and I maybe eat rubbish during the day and I watch a bit of tech do this. Everybody generally wants to revert back to the routine that they had. And yeah. I think in this instance, we really just need to continue the routine that we have. And if you didn't do that last week in the first week of lockdown, I would suggest that we start doing it this second week because, as I've said, this is when things are going to begin to feel a little, a little bit strained and a little bit different and your mindset will be on. And, and just following on from that, the blatantly obvious would be once you've got, got showered and so on, is to, is to do your hair, is to get your makeup done or whatever or, or for blokes to have a shave and just feel like you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Ready to seize the day, as they say, happy DM. Absolutely, and if that and if that's just simply a case of right, I'm going to be sitting on my laptop to do some work or whatever it may be. That's fine. It still tricks your mind into believing that you're working. You've been up, you've showered, you've shaved, whatever you're dressed, and now you're prepared to do what it is that the day is going to bring you. And and I think psychologically that starts you off on the right foot for the day. Sure. Um, I've even been um, getting up in the morning and kind of writing down what my plan is for that day so that there is that kind of structure to it. Um, the evenings are mine to 
to to do what I like, whether it's a Netflix series or whatever. But I'm trying to keep my days as structured as possible. So every morning it's kind of like, right, okay, this is what I'm going to do eight till ten, and this is what I'll then do ten till twelve, and then I'll have my lunch, and um, that kind of structure and routine kind of keeps you on on track. Absolutely, and I'm and I'm the same, Jenny. Um, uh, I I keep that routine uh, as close to as I can before the before the lockdown began. So. Um, you know, I, I try and stick to that, have my lunch at the same time, almost like finish work or that switch off at, you know, maybe four, half, four, five, whatever. Uh, and then, as you say, you know, just, just do what I would normally do in the evening. And, and as it is all about just tricking your brain into thinking, you know, if you stop work at five o'clock from five to the next day, right, this is my night time. Yeah. I'm going to dinner. I'm going, you know, whatever you'd normally do. I'm the same as you, maybe watch a series or something like that. Um, and I think just on that, you touched there on lunch. Uh, I think that one of the best things you can do is to try and eat healthy recipes. And that's not to be prescriptive in any way, but I've certainly done that over the last couple of days where um, I've been doing something and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give myself an hour of a break. And I'm actually, because I'm home, I'm going to make something for my lunch. Sure. It's not going to put something in a microwave or something like that. So I think yesterday I made a chicken fried rice. Uh, Lovely. Sounds nice. And, uh, I mean, and it's it's relatively easy. I just searched it on YouTube, watched the video, and thought, right, I'll go, I'm going to do that. And it's it switches you off from the situation that you're in, and it's just taking that opportunity. Well, to... exactly, it's taking advantage of the situation and the time that we have because when else would you ever get a chance to do that? So embrace it almost. Absolutely, because in a normal working day, if you're I, I work from home, but I would just quickly, you know, make something or I'd have a sandwich and then because I'd be thinking I've got all these emails, I would be doing this or I'd be doing that or I'd grab something when I was out. But actually, as you've said, if you stopped and said, right, between 12 and 1, I'll have my lunch. And I, th- and I, and I thought, I'm going to just make this. I quite fancy it. And yeah. then, you know, and then it can be something I can make again. And uh, and it's just, just a bit about challenging yourself as well. And I mean, I think following on from that is to actually take advantage of what we are allowed to do and obviously we are allowed to get out of the house and go for a walk and so on and I would absolutely implore everyone to do that for hour a day or whatever the prescribed uh, limit is and it's just beautiful to get out for a walk and hear the birds sing and actually just take advantage of some of the quiet that we have around us now you know and we've seen a bit of a turn in the weather as well so that's quite nice um and as you say take advantage of what we can do so um, as you know, I, I do the weightlifting, so yeah. I would I would never ever ever normally cross my mind to to kind of go out for a walk, but because I'm allowed to do it, I've been going every single day, and I, I, what I find is that I sleep so much better for the fresh air as well, so it can keep me in that routine of of getting up every morning. Um, but it's, it is it's so nice to get out and and as you say, hear the birds tweeting and and everything else. So so definitely, I would take advantage of of what you what definitely. you are allowed to do. Because there's because there's relatively low traffic on the roads as well, you know, and you know, and I, when I go out for a walk, it's amazing now the amount of people who keep the social distancing, but actually say hello. Yes, yeah. Um, or even the other day, I'd been out for a walk, and I I phoned my friend when I was near her house, and I was like, "Come to the window and wave to me," because <laughs> we haven't seen each other for a few weeks. And uh, you know, <laughs> uh, if I go out with. I've got a three-year-old son, and if we go out for a walk, uh, or if he's in his buggy, we look for the rainbows, which is a thing going on just now as well, of, of uh, rainbows in uh, people's windows. That's right, yeah. Uh, and we've started something, or I've heard of something in, in the estate that I stay, where you put a bear in your window. Right. 
and uh, it's like the kids, you know, kids go out for a walk, and it's like a bear hunt. Ah, right, okay. I so it's really that, nice that's a great idea. We've got a teddy bear in our uh, in uh, my son's bedroom, so you know, and he likes the novelty of doing that, and he's drawing rainbows all the time just now. But it, you know, it's that initiative of going out, getting a bit of fresh air, taking something with you, and actually just taking and noticing the rainbows or noticing um, teddy bears or whatever. But as I said, taking advantage and people just saying hello. And yes. it's a, I think it's a wee bit like you take things for granted until you can't have them. Yeah. And um, then once you do get it back, you absolutely appreciate it. And I think the mindset, instead of thinking, I'm stuck in for 23 hours, if you change that around and went, do you know what, I can't wait to get out for that hour's walk. I'm really going to look forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy all 60 minutes of it. Sure. And plan it into your day. Um, it's definitely something to be looking forward to, especially the fact that we do have, I know I was saying to you earlier that if this had all kind of happened the middle of winter, it would have been a bit less bearable, um, you know, going out in the in the rain and the in the dark nights and things like that. But we've we've got it. We're we're kind of almost coming into spring summer time. So so take advantage of that. Absolutely, and I, I was just about to say that when you you mentioned it there. And if this had been the winter time, it would be dark from what maybe half three in the afternoon through yep. to nine a.m. in the morning. Uh, you would you'd be desperate to get out during the daylight then, you know. Um, but I think yeah, if you can, you know, take it as you said, the weather. It's a nice day outside just now, um, and and it's lot, you know, it's bright now for most of the day. So mm-hmm. it's just about taking advantage of that. Um, and as I said, it's the mindset instead of thinking, "Oh, I'm stuck in for twenty three hours." It's I'm really looking forward to my walk. And how many people actually? in their daily life think, you know what, I can't really wait to get out and do a walk. It's normally, oh, I'm too busy, I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. And it's sometimes good just to pause, you know? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. One other thing I've found that I've done recently as well is I uh, I released a book of poems about a year and a half ago um, that I wrote whilst I was going through uh, my mental health breakdown. And it's called the book's called Poems from a Mod. My Journey Through Trauma, Recovery and Survival. And it's free, you know, there's no promotion that's not what I'm doing but it's just a book of 22 23 poems that I wrote whilst I was going through my breakdown and so on and uh, I was part of a creative writing group okay so anyway, business started taking off I kind of just dropped it um didn't really go to the class anymore but I got contacted a week or two ago by the group saying we're going to do it on a zoom call would you be interested in joining again and I absolutely loved it we do it on a Monday right. night uh, Thursday afternoon and it's an hour and a half of just engaging with people on a screen and write, I write poetry. Other people are really, really great writers. I wish I was as good as them, but I can only write poetry. And uh, it's really engaging. And again, it's that it's about perhaps just being a bit more creative. Yes. Whether poetry, art, music, languages, because we have the time to do it now, you know. And as well with, I mean, everyone's going daft for the Zoom and uh, the house party apps and the technology kind of allows us to still be able to continue on with these things um which is great where, where is it where can you get your um your book of poems from michael um you can if you well you can get them from my blog but if you connect with me on twitter um there's a twitter page poems from a mod uh and it's the linked post uh sorry it's the pinned quote uh, right. um pinned tweet um or you know, if you, anybody connects with me on any social media, I'll, I'll send them the link to it. Um, or 
whatever, you know, it's kind of uh, any way to do that. I've got a blog, it's www.poilsfromamod at wordpress.com, something along those lines, but it's free. Really? Nobody makes money out of it, um, nothing like that. I'm not promoting it to, for them to make any money. Um, so there's, it's uh, it's completely free to anyone. And if anyone connects with me, even if you find my name on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, and with like a copy, and like a copy of them, um, I can link you to it. And when the world opens up again, I'll get a hard copy to anyone that wants it. <laughs> yeah, when? <laughs> when? Because uh, a friend of mine had also been had mentioned she works quite closely in the community, um, so the council and things, and she'd been talking about um, mindfulness coloring in, um, yeah. which is something I'd never really heard of before. But actually, when you sit back and think about it. Um, you could imagine how therapeutic it would probably be. Well, that's right. I think there were, the, you know, was there a, maybe a fad not so long ago about adult colouring in books and so on. Um, I'm, I'm quite fortunate to have a three-year-old, so him and I were sitting colouring in castles I think, <laughs> the other day. But it is, and it kind of takes you back. And it takes you back to when you were a child, when most people, you know, remember good, positive things, you know, from their childhood. And, those nostalgic things are good for your mind, you know, to think, oh, I'm doing this just now, and it takes me back to that time. And as I said, there's a really popular saying that, uh, I, you know, I, I, I like my sayings and all of that, but it's really the saying is something on the lines of, you're only confined by the walls you build around your mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on. If you, if you think negative about all of this, you're going to struggle. So it's about thinking, you know what, I, I think I will do some colouring in, or I think I'll you know, do a bit of po- whatever it is that yeah. is people's believe it doesn't have to even be a thing because if you want to challenge yourself it can be a, a brand new thing. Um, you know, listen to a different piece of music, genre, read again, all of those things. And I suppose the way I look at it just now is that when will we ever really get the opportunity to do these things again? Yeah, exactly. And you hope the answer is never. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but you should, like you say, take advantage of it. I mean, every day I sit down and do, um, it's just an hour, but I do a, a, an e-learning course every day and it's maybe on like a subject that I have no idea about. Um, mm-hmm. And I just learn about that for, for one hour every day. Um, and it's actually really interesting and it's really good. And also it passes an hour of your day. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it is that. It's the it's the impact that it has on your mind and your mindset. Um, rather than you know, because the last thing I want to do in any day is to sit, um, you know, in loungewear from ten in the morning to ten at night watching television. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to do that. And I know that you know that you could do that once and it would be a novelty. You know, if you're unwell or whatever, and you think right, that's how I'm going to fill my day. But I, the you know the the torment for me would actually be doing that every day. And yeah. One and I think, list. like as well, what we've got to remember is we're we're here seven days a week. So as much as I can, for example, I'm trying to keep it that that Monday to Friday is is my kind of working week still, um, for yeah. as much as we can do at the moment. And you've still got your weekends for to be kind of lounging about and and doing whatever else you want, or um, having your glass of wine on a Saturday night, those kind of things. Absolutely, I'm this. I'm the same as you. I I I work the Monday to Friday structure as much as as much as I can. If there's some things that I need to do over the weekend to you know help clients or you know sort things out, I'm happy to do that as well. I think the danger is if you just think every day is the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that Groundhog Day sort of effect where it's all the same. And you know, you, we do that during Christmas New Year because you know you you kind of lose track of days. You don't know what Christmas Day is if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday, and you're always confused and 
Um, I think there's a real danger to do that. And I suppose that takes me on to the next part as well about one of the things I would strongly advise would be, you know, we, we can be bombarded just now. If you put Sky News on or BBC or whatever, you're bombarded with all of the perhaps reality, but the negative aspects of exactly what's going on just mm-hmm, now. And mm-hmm. with that comes fear, dread, catastrophe, you know, um, getting into catastrophe mode, um, and they are very dangerous to get into. So one of the things I would urge people to do is to kind of unplug almost, you know, um, yeah. if you want to find out what's happening, say, you know, maybe log on to your um, television or, or whatever it may be, wherever you get your news source for during your lunch break, as you maybe do that on your lunch break, if you would, you know, log on to your apps or whatever, and find out what's happening. But that's it. Don't watch it wall to wall. Don't be looking at it on your phone, because unfortunately, all we're hearing just now is negative stuff. And uh, I think as well, even with regards to like other social media, Facebook and things like that, there's so much fake news out there as well that it's hard to know when you're on things like that what's true and what's not true. Um, and like you say, it is also negative that you have to kind of take a step back um, from that when you can. Yeah, I mean, as I said, we're we're highly influenced by the outside world, um, and because you know we've got so many mediums of the outside world in our hands, um, wherever we go, the outside world can affect it through, as you said, through social media or just simply, you know, Sky News app on your phone or a news bulletin. And as I said, you very rarely will get anything just now about positive news and. It, you know, I remember you know nine eleven uh, a good few years ago in the US, and one of the memorable stories I remember all about it is when they found someone a few days later in amongst the rubble and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but news outlets tend to go through the process of giving you bad news, giving you bad news, giving you bad yeah. news, and then when they deter- when they decide you'll get a wee bit of good news, and that's what lifts everyone. But there's plenty of good news out there. There are people who are surviving this virus every single day. Um, but again, you you kind of have to search for that. Um, yeah. But I would advise just to kind of switch off from your devices. You know, if you don't normally check your devices, if you only normally check them at your lunchtime and maybe you watch the 10 o'clock news or something like that, continue with that. Yeah. Don't tune in 24 hours a day because you're going to believe all the negativity and it's not going to be, you know, conducive to having a healthy mindset. Yeah, and especially at a time where I think people are already generally kind of on edge anyway, you're almost like kind of contributing to that to be switched into the news and and Facebook twenty four seven like it's it's not it's not good for the mind. Absolutely, and I think I can't remember who said it. Roosevelt, or perhaps maybe uh, what he said. You know, um, biggest thing to fear is fear itself. Yeah. You know, because you can't escape that fear, and uh, because you're generating it yourself. And I think if we heed the guidance, and I'm not here to advocate the government or anything like that, but. I think if we're all smart about this, you know, and just follow some of the guidelines that we've said about, you know, going out once an hour and follow um, the government recommendations, sorry, once a day, um, then, you know, we will get through this. um, And it's believing that positive aspect of it that we can all survive this, we can all get through this, um, and let's just take the positive steps. And one of the things that, again, I know you touched on that there, was about actually just staying connected. Although you're in your house and we're going through this period of isolation, it doesn't mean that you can't connect with anyone. Yes. And technology, as I said before, is is that where it's, anybody is only like the click of a button away. Um, 
Absolutely. I mean, there's so, I mean, it would be far worse if there weren't all of these technologies, as you said, that were available to people. Um, where you know people can now, you know, you know, I've got a mother-in-law who's in her seventies, uh, and my wife uh, facetimes her every day um, with my son and stuff like that, and they they all look forward to it, and it's great. And you can imagine the detrimental effect it would have if you couldn't do that. I know, uh, I know. Something just really and and that helps you, and it really it's, it's just seeing someone other on the other end if you are FaceTiming or Zooming or, or whatever, you know. Sure, and e- even so, my sister she lives in Glasgow. My parents are in Dundee, and we have never never once before all FaceTime together as a family, and and now we do that. Um, so it's funny that it brings something like this, or it, it takes for something like this for us all to kind of do that and connect that way. Um, so again, it's looking at that kind of silver lining. Absolutely, and I think it's about trying to find a way out of a situation without panicking about it and despairing about it. It's about realizing, okay, so this is a situation we're stuck in my house or whatever it may be. But actually, doesn't mean I can't reach out to Jenny. We can't have a podcast. We can't have a conversation. Yeah. We can't FaceTime and so on like that. Instead of thinking of how restricted you can be, it's about actually thinking about the opportunities. And, um, you know, and I, I think one of the important things for our own mindset, you, you mentioned there about your sister and your mum, it's to recognise that you can reach out, whether it's to family, there's organisations like mine, there's plenty of people still out there who are providing help and support to people who need it. Sure. What we need to remember to do is that if you recognise that your mental health slipping a wee bit, is to reach out. The world isn't shut for everyone. And as you, and as you rightly said, there is all these brand fantastic technologies that people can get help through. Yeah, and there is so many fantastic resources out there as well um, for, for everybody. But it's just learning to adapt in the world that we're in just now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I probably... One of the things that, just touching on that reaching out and the reasons for reaching out, that I would say to everyone listening and from my own vast experience of trauma and mental health and so on, uh, mental illness when I went through my breakdown and all these traumatic events, is that what you tend to, what you tend to hear is negative voices. Now, we all, have, we all hear voices in our mind. They're not just for people who struggle with mental health. It's just that most people don't really want to ever admit that they're hearing voices, but we hear voices all the time. They're, they're generally positive and say, right, okay, get yourself up out of bed, right, I think I'll make egg fried rice or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> but when you, struggle, when you start to struggle with your mental health, you start to pay more attention to the negative voices that you hear. And those negative voices will generally be about despair, catastrophe, worthlessness and or you know take you to the worst possible scenario and outcome that you know you may lose your job and then oh, if I lose my job I might lose my house I might lose my farm and so on and it's about realizing that once your mind is on that it's a runaway train and mm-hmm. what the, the one of the lessons I always say is that don't believe your thoughts you absolutely don't believe your thoughts because the way I always say to people see when you've got negative thoughts if your friend spoke to you the way that your mind speaks to you when you're in that negative zone of, you know, you're worthless, this is never going to work, this is going to be a disaster, you'll never find a way out. If your friend or your family member told you that, you would have a conversation and say, look, could you not talk to me like that? Or, mm-hmm. look, you know, maybe encourage me a wee bit or help me out and so on. But we let our minds tell us that when you're struggling with your mental health, you let your mind talk to you in that way and you believe it. And then it leads you down a, a really, you know, a negative path. So it's just a wee reminder uh, from my own personal experience of 
don't believe your thoughts. Um, they're never always what you think they are, and your mind isn't always your friend. Um, so when you're having negative thoughts, just check them for a wee minute and realise, like, because the reality is, is that our mind, no one really knows what the situation is likely to be in, you know, three weeks, six weeks, six months or whatever. So sure. when your mind taking you to that bad place, your mind doesn't know the answer. It's giving you one of billions potential scenarios of uh, outcome scenarios, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh Actually, when you're you're saying that there, I read. I'm not much of a reader, but I read a really good book recently. That's um, I don't know if you've heard of it. I think it's called The Chimp Paradox. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's about kind of managing. Well, there's like you as the person, your personality, and there's the chimp, and it's all yeah. about that stored negative information, and it's about managing your chimp when it gives you these kind of negative um, thoughts. Um, so it is a really really good read, but it's it's kind of teaching you how to control that when it does happen well my my, you know in the midst of my breakdown my thoughts took me to the precipice of suicide Uh, I had it all planned and that's how far it got me and then you know there was an intervention and so on and we can talk about that another another time but um, those thoughts took me to the edge of it and one of the things that I ended up doing I I heard this uh, or seen this TED talk by a woman called Eleanor Longdon Right. And indeed, listen, just Googles it. Uh, and, uh, you know, searches it on YouTube. And basically, there was this lady, and uh, she was at university, I think it was in America, and basically she started hearing voices in her head. And um, she didn't recognise them in any way, and then ultimately got diagnosed with schizophrenia and so on. But what she started to do, and she said she started to come out of it, she started talking to the voices in her head and started to have a relationship with them. So would give them names and so on like that. And... She actually, she actually um, graduated from whatever university in America it was with the highest ever grades and honours. And she said, I felt like I kind of cheated it because these voices were telling me all the answers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's a fantastic, you know, it just kind of actually makes it real uh, that when you hear the woman talk about it, and it is that moment of self-realisation where you think, actually, we all do hear voices. Yeah. And it's just a bit of the positive and negative. And you hear the negative ones, like, you know, as you said, the chimp. And for me, what I you know, with, again, without, this isn't a promotion in a way, but when I do a lot of talks and stuff like that, and I talk a lot about, see your thoughts as cars on a motorway. If you've ever stood and looked at a motorway or been on the motorway, most people have. But if I was actually in a building and I looked at them, looked over this motorway, the M8, and there's cars going in different directions, all going at different speeds and so on. And a lot of people, when they struggle with their mental health, talk about, you know, I just kind of stop my thoughts. They're whizzing through my head all mm-hmm. the time. So that got me thinking about just viewing them as cars and they're good, you know, like your thoughts are your cars and they're traveling at speed and they're all over the place and so on. But actually your negative thoughts, if you just viewed your negative thoughts as a blue car or any color you want to pick, I chose a blue car. Um, and when you see the thought, it's coming into your mind. And if you just view it like you would see a car on a motorway or on a road, if you were just to stand still, and the car would come into your view from the left side to the right side. Now, what we normally do is when we've got these negative thoughts is hear the thought and then think, oh, it must be true, so I need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But what actually you should do is hear the thought and then just let it pass. Like if you were watching a car on a motorway, it would come into your view and then it would go to your view a couple of seconds later. Yep. Just the same when you're looking at your thoughts. If you just realise that the voice is telling you something, it's just a thought. It's not real. You don't have to act on it. And you can just let it go. Yeah, I know that sounds really easy, and it sounds a bit kind of niche and out there. But when you know when you practice it, and it certainly helped me that 
when you start having those negative thoughts, it actually becomes quite self-perpetuating because then you realise, oh, here comes another negative thought. Yeah. It's like a blue car and and so on. And it works after a while, you know, just by training yourself to think, I know I'm going to have negative thoughts. I don't really need to believe them. And if I don't need to believe them, I'm not going to act in a negative way then. Sure. Uh, and, and it, it, you know, it's a pretty powerful thing to do. And I've certainly used it and I've helped a lot of people with that process as well that, you know, we all face reality. We all get negative thoughts. The difficulty when you struggle with your mental health is that you then start to believe them. Mm-hmm. Don't believe them. They're no true. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, that's, that's, a really, that's a really good way to look at it. It kind of almost simplifies it, which is nice because sometimes you can overcomplicate things and, and overthink, as you know. And um, So, no, yeah, that's, that's a really good way to think about it. Absolutely. The way the most simplistic way I put it to people is that if you're, as I said a couple of minutes ago, if your mate or your you know family member spoke to you the way that your mind speaks to you sometimes, as in you know you're worthless, you're maybe you're no good and all of that sort of stuff, you would have a conversation with your mate and say like I think we need to have a bit of distance between the two for a wee while. Um, your mind is just the same. Um, don't let your mind control you. Take control of them. And I think uh, on average you have sixty thousand thoughts per day. Um, and when you struggle with your mental health, the majority of the ones that you hear are negative. Um, so nobody wants to hear thousands and thousands of negative thoughts. So if you can, uh, any listeners out there, just try and take control of them by you know, realising that actually it's only a negative thought. It's only a thought. I don't need to do anything because generally what happens is that you have the thought and then you have the action that follows that. And generally the action of a, after a negative thought is never positive. And for me, it was always self-sabotaging or mm-hmm. whatever, um, you know, going to suicide and stuff like that. Um, so it's just about flipping it around and recognising, oh, that's just a negative thought. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't have to do anything about it. And as I said at the beginning, I think that over the next coming weeks, there'll be more and more people struggling with the potential situation we're in and having those negative thoughts about, oh, I might lose my job and so on and that spiral. Um and uh, you know, hopefully through this we can we can help people with this, you know. And the that's that's quite often the negative thoughts, quite often the time where I then sort of say to myself, Right, nope, let's get the trainers on and let's let's go out for this walk just now or right, let's get let's get the tunes on and and we'll listen to some good music for a wee while or um kinda identifying that that's what that is and, and trying to do something about it. And like you say, don't believe your negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yep. I absolutely don't believe your brain. And I suppose that the last one that uh, I thought is, and we've probably covered it in a general sense overall, uh, is to accept the situation that we're all in. It's not to feel like, oh, this is happening to me. This is just another bad thing that's happening to me or so on. Or when's this going to end? And It's just to accept it and take the benefit of all the things that we've spoken about, you know, to connect with people, to be creative um, get out there and stay connected and so on and it's once you accept the situation that you're in and plan accordingly so you know you and I uh, run small businesses and so on so we're using this time to look at the situation that we're in but plan for when the time comes when this is ending yeah sure and you know our businesses in our own state of mind that are in a healthy way that we can continue on and may even be something different who knows what it'll be but um, preparing for it rather than just feeling you know um, oh, how could this happen to me or, or so on this is always just another bad thing in my life and all that, it's not, this is happening to everyone yep. and we just accept the situation that we're in but plan accordingly for getting out of it you know? Sure and it's so far out with 
any of our control that, I mean, we, we really have no choice but to accept it. Well, absolutely. And I think I, I think I said earlier on that, you know, when at any point in our lives, has there ever been a time where what we do as an individual will directly affect potentially so many other people? And I was reading something earlier on that said if we, if I have the virus and I go out, the likelihood will be that if I come into contact with people that I can infect three people. And then each of those three people will infect three people. Yeah, I and saw that those... by the time it's the tenfold. Uh-huh. Um... It's incredible. So... Um, you know, one person's own decision or own actions could have a massive negative impact on so many more people. And generally, you know, our own um, decisions of what we do just really only impact on ourselves, our close family, our close friends. But this, the decisions we make now on a daily basis go far beyond that. Um, and it's about, you know, realising own, our own implications and the own negative impact that we could have on other people if we don't follow guidelines. You know? And I think sometimes as well it's quite hard to get your head around the seriousness of it all when essentially you are just kind of sat in the house um, we're not actually kind of seeing firsthand all this kind of crisis that's going on uh, when, when we're just sat here maybe watching a Netflix or, or doing an e-learning course or going out a walk and, and that, it is quite hard at times to, to kind of get get your head around the seriousness of it all. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But those things are great coping mechanisms with the situation because really what you don't want to do is the opposite where, as we've you know, said during this, of sitting watching news, you know, 15 hours a day, real, you know, thinking, you know, 10,000 people have died in Spain or, or Italy and it's going to happen here and what if it happens to me and so on. It's about actually taking those preventative measures and realising that, yeah, those things are happening in that country and things are happening in Scotland and, and the UK as a whole and so on. But we can all do our best to make to mitigate the situation, and that is to stay, you know, isolate ourselves and, and do those things. And if you continue to be of a healthy mind, the likelihood will be is that you'll follow um, the guidance. And and as I said, I can't recall a time ever when one person's actions can have such a detrimental effect on other other people. Yeah. Directly. You know? Yeah. It's 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 crazy, um, and. And the thing, it all seemed to have happened so, so quickly. It was like you were hearing stories of this virus and it's in China and we're, our lives are just continuing on normal. And then within kind of two, three weeks of that, we're now all in, in a lockdown. I was speaking at large conferences um, end of February through to, March, through to the beginning, the first week in March. And... You know, probably the same as everyone else. I was thinking that this is a thing that's happening in Italy or in Spain or you know uh, China. Uh, the you know because you, you know we generally all believe that we're pretty much bulletproof sometimes. You yeah, know, I would say so. And I know I you know I spoke at large conferences with hundreds of people at it. Um, I never gave it a second thought um, because you don't really. It was it's my job. It's part of you know my business and so on and. Um, but now you understand the risks of that, and it's you know foolhardy to do something like that. It would be foolhardy to do something like that. But yeah, you, you carry on um, because you're perhaps ignorant or uninformed about it. But you know now that we all are informed about it, um, we all have our own personal responsibility to make sure we adhere to it. But what would be really good, as we've said, is that you know if we follow some of the the tips that we've spoken about today. Just to kind of be aware of that 
you know, this isn't the end of the world, that there are positive things that will come of this, um, that even if you have tough times, there's plenty of people here who can help and hopefully this podcast sure. is, is helping people as well. Yeah, and, and use this time to to do the things that you would never normally get time to do. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I, I see this as a positive thing on a, on a different level from the tragedies that are happening and I, you know, don't demean that in any way. But there are so many positive things that can come out of this if people act in a positive manner um, and, you know, and, and treat it accordingly. And, you know, as I said, maybe a reset button for businesses and people and, and so on like that as well um, could be beneficial. And, well, then, you know, the world that we knew won't be the world that we came out into once all this is done, you know. And, um, you know, as I said, for me, it's all about keeping people mentally healthy to get through this um, over, you know, how long it may be. And, you know, you and I are here to help. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think over the next couple of weeks, we're going to maybe try and get a few different experts on the on the podcast. Um... Definitely. I mean, we can we can do that. And for any listeners um, who, you know, would like any questions or perhaps would even like to participate or if they'd like some question answered or some guidance or anything like that, feel free to, to contact us. We'll put contact details uh, at the end of the podcast or along with the information once we post it out. So if there's anyone who would like any information or would like to join us or would like questions answered or anything like that. Or even if you feel- want to let us know what you're doing to pass pass the time, if you've got anything that you would kind of recommend, um, I would love to hear it. Absolutely. Um, yes, we will put all the contact details um for how to get in touch along with the with the link thing a bit of a technical phobe so we'll need to try and figure out how to actually do that but we will figure it out <laughs> we'll do it and you know from from me uh, i would just like to say um to everyone thanks for listening and stay safe stay at home uh, and stay positive